This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds, well, without the computers, talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast, our real beginning of the off-season type shows. I am James Seltzer with me as always. My guy, except when he's ripping me, my buddy Jack Fritz. What's up, buddy? Uh, I'm mean, watching the playoffs. It's just been it's so hard because man, they're the best. There's nothing better than the MLB playoffs. Oh, like it's the it, best. And there's no there's no bigger difference in all of sports than regular season baseball into postseason baseball. Regular season baseball is like let's go to the ballpark, let's have a beer, let's have a hot dog, cheesesteak, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like let's leisurely watch the Phillies. And when yep. they hit a home run, you cheer and you cheer like. So relaxed. And then the playoff happens. And it's like intense. Every, every, every pitch matters. You want to die. Yep. I wanted to die watching the ninth inning of that Red Sox Yankees game with, with Kimbrell. I mean, I loved it because remember Kimbrell blew, blew the game in 2011. And then there was an urban legend that he just went out and drank the whole town dry, basically. Really? He was everywhere in Atlanta that night, just drinking away his sorrows, which I, I always love. Hard to blame him in that spot. Always that was a rough it. one. Um, but just playoff baseball is back, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And also, the the Astros are just a, a machine. It's, man, they might sweep the playoffs. They're that good. And I, I'm sure the Red Sox will take a game. Someone will take a game here and there from them. But, man, uh, they are as well set up to be a dynasty as anyone remembers since late 90s Yankees dynasty. I mean, they left Hector Rondon and, and Joe Smith off of off of their first round in the NL, in the ALDS yeah. roster. Two guys would be like, other than Sir Anthony, the best relievers on the Phillies team. Hector Rondon, I love Hector He's Rondon. so good. He was their closer at times this year. I mean, They brought is, in that scumbag. Yeah. God, what a bad move by them. They were they were the most likable team in baseball, and they had to go bring in Roberta friggin' Asuna. But um, I'm really with you, man. It is um, every year when the baseball playoffs come back, you remember that it is the greatest playoffs in all of sports, and I will not accept any arguments against it. It is the most intense. Every pitch matters. It's like all the complaints people have about baseball and it's slow and all that. It's the opposite in the playoffs. It matters yep. so much. It's so intense. You're dying for every pitch. You want it to keep going. I'm rooting for the Brewers against the Dodgers, and I wanted the Dodgers to score just so I had extra innings in game one. You know, when it's, I didn't want them to score. I know you bet on the Brewers, <laughs> but still, you knew what I meant. Um, and, man, that was fun at the end. It was close. It looked like that game was over. Brandon Woodruff hitting a home run off Clayton Kershaw, like, how could you not watch that and love it? Like, how could you not watch that and say, oh, my God, baseball is awesome? Well, and how could you say, I want to get rid of the pitcher in, in the NL? What, yeah, well, true. Good argument there. That's the best argument for There it is. Yes. And how about... That, I mean, that was awesome. Like, watching that, watching the dugout celebrate, watching how fired up that dude was. I mean, a left-handed hitting reliever did yeah. run off one of the great left-handed pitchers of all time in the playoffs. Like, come on, man. What is up? Like, I... Boy, did we forget about Clayton Kershaw's eight innings and 85 pitches. Quickly. His best playoff performance ever, and it's just like, see ya. It's ridiculous, man. Like, I want him to just he go. He can't win. He, he can't, can't win. He can't win. He's the, he's the best pitcher. He's one of the five greatest pitchers of all time. He, to, one of the ten for sure, potentially one of the five, certainly if the greatest of bright, our generation, if you're looking, no doubt. If you're looking just at numbers, he's yep. he's he's he is Peyton Manning. Yeah. That is what Clayton Kershaw it's like, is. He's like Sandy Kovacs. He's like, you know, that type of sample size at this point in his career. He's Sandy Koufax-esque. And he's probably the, I would say he's the one of the five greatest regular season pitchers of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I think I you think could that's, argue that. I think that's fair. For sure. But just, he, there's always a game in the playoffs where he just blows up. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's crazy it's, to me. It's, it's, it's absurd. It, I, I was I was obviously betting against him, which was great for me. I was worked like, out. Clayton, Kershaw, <laughs> Clayton Manning back. Um, Clayton Manning back. I made the I made the same uh, joke as Jolly on Twitter, and oh, no. I it's I you should I'm, just deactivate. The I was account, thinking about man. deleting my Twitter. I account. mean, you guys are ripping me for my tweets. That's like I know uh, a million times. I more hope no one saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I I'm, think there's that possibility as well. Um, but yeah, man, it is uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch play up baseball. It I will tell you, and it was great watching them get bounced. But it was a little frustrating watching the Braves playing in the playoffs and saying like. That should be us. Like, we we should be that team right there in that spot. And, look, the Braves are better right now. They deserve it. Their young talent is better. They're in a better spot. So this Phillies organization has some work to do. And we're heading into, a, as you and I have both said, one of the biggest, if not biggest, offseasons in the franchise's history, considering yeah. where they're sitting right now. Let's start here, Jack. We're watching the playoffs right now. We're seeing these big games. We're seeing... 
Christian Yelich, a guy who you and I literally were pounding the table for the Phillies to go trade. That would have worked out. I'll tell you what, can we, let's talk about that for a second. Like yeah. Revisionist history, obviously, sure. is whatever. But it's not really revisionist history for us because we both wanted them. So. And we can go back and pull up the High Hopes episodes where you and I were like, trade for Christian Yelich! I know. Would you have included, off of what you know now, Sixto Sanchez in a Yelich deal? Yes. Uh, how could you not? Are you I would, me? too. Uh, you have to. Christian Yelich might be the MVP of the National League this I year. I know. I know. And it hurts because Sixto is like a son to me. Yeah. Um, and but the Sixto, I mean, you worry a little bit. I, the but, injuries, but I understand. Uh, no, 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 no. I understand people are worried about the freaking injury. Dude, the guy had a, it's a sore collarbone, and everyone's like, trade him, get rid of him. Right. Always knew he was going to be yeah. hurt. He's no longer untouchable. No, I'm not out on him. I'm just saying for Christian Yelich. I understand. Had to do it. But, like, can we, we got to talk about Sixto because yeah, Sixto. Yeah, let's talk about Sixto, and then we'll get into the, the, right. the Philly stuff. Earlier this week, it comes out that he's not going to pitch in the Arizona Fall League because of um, a sore collarbone or whatever. And this is not this is not a major injury. I've had a sore collarbone from pitching before. It's just that you get ramped up. Basically, what happened is that he got ramped up too quickly, mm-hmm. and it hurts because like you, if you're throwing, if you go from zero throwing, which it makes it felt, a lot of sense, especially with his body size and stuff. There's a lot of pressure on that collarbone. And Sixo wasn't throwing a lot this year. Like, and then sure. and now they're ramping. They, there was reports that they're ramping him up to get ready for the Arizona Fall League. And when you go from like zero to sixty that quickly, sometimes it just the collarbone's one of those things that it, it just starts hurting. I don't yeah. know why, but it it, it 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 he just got overworked a little bit in his preparation to pitch in the Arizona Fall League. They also came out and said he's gonna be hundred percent healthy for for spring training, which is all that really matters. Agree. So like the 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 overreactions and emotional like, well, we gotta you gotta trade this guy now. It's like what are we doing? Like he's I understand he's not no prospect should really be untouchable for the right move. Like we would have traded him for Christian Yelich. Agree. But like to trade him just to trade him because he has a collarbone injury is like the most dramatic thing I've ever seen on Twitter. It was like a meltdown. I don't know. I think we have to trade him, Jack. Yeah, just get no, rid of him. I'm with you, man. It's outrageous. It, it's silly. And you know my philosophy. I am more um risk averse, I guess, when it comes to pitching prospects. Like I am always more on the side of not believing that it's going to work out because I've seen so many who don't work out because yeah. the arm, the injuries, whatever it is. But and also, they usually take a while to really hit in the big leagues. Totally. Even Luis Severino, who was who was dominant for most of the season until the second half, where he had like a five ERA. Um, but he was looking like he was going to be an AL Cy Young contender, yep. and then he goes out. And Ben Harris, credit to Ben Harris, he noticed that. Right, I guess he didn't notice it, but there was reports of him tipping pitches, and Ben found out why. Um, it's crazy that Severino fell off a cliff, but I'm hoping that Sixto is going to be Severino, mm-hmm. and Severino in his age 24 season now still isn't dominant. dominant. I mean, look, we see about it one free agent. I'm sure we'll talk about this offseason, Patrick Corbin. I mean, it takes guys time to put it together. You can have all the stuff in the world. It takes guys time to put it together and then also put it together and be able to do it over a two, like we just saw this year with a lot of the young Phillies pitchers, to put... 200 innings together or 180 innings together. It's yep. not easy. It's a hard thing to do, and it takes time to build your body up to that and to be able to to handle that grind. So um, I'm with you. The the people freaking out in Sixto is people need to chill out. Also, I think Sixto is probably going to be in the bullpen next year. Which I think would make sense. On the playoffs. Yeah. On their runs at the playoffs with, yeah, with Harper. I agree, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And Machado, or at least one of the two. <laughs> um, we'll get into that, but I wanted to ask you this. With the playoffs going on right now and – Again, I know that everyone listening to this pot, I'm guessing, is watching playoff baseball because they, like us, are baseball diehards, right. and we fucking love you guys. <laughs> but um, playoff baseball, Jack, when you look at this this Phillies team right now as the, the, the end of the season, and obviously you and I are both expecting some splashes, Harper, Machado, whatever it is, but who is on the roster right now of the guys that we've seen play in the major leagues and all that? Who could you count on? Like, who who could you see right now being a part of one of these playoff rosters? Uh, yeah, so I the way I like to judge um, how I feel about guys in, in playoff baseball is guys who I trust in a big spot. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, my favorite take I think I've ever dished out in my entire life was that Giancarlo Stanton does not have a clutch bone in his body. And boy, was I freaking right. Because you that have, guy, you, the, the funny too, because not have you just dished it out, but you have doubled, tripled, quadrupled, and septupled down on it. You're, you're, the reaction to your tweets are so great. People really get bent out of shape when Jack tweets out, Giancarlo Stanton, the least clutch player in baseball, would never want that guy on my team, stuff like that. I put like 10 that. guys ahead of him and who I'd rather have in a big spot in a nine-man lineup. That's awesome. I, I, he's, 
doesn't he doesn't got it. Mm-hmm. You can see it a mile away. I actually I'm I get where you're coming from. It's funny though. Like he, is, is Giancarlo well, the Stan- funny thing was he homered in his first playoff game. I know, but it was just They're funny because you put, I know, I know, and I'm with you. It's just funny. Like it was funny timing. <laughs> People were like, he homered is what you idiot? What are you an idiot? Yeah, I think you're right. Like the bore out that he did not have a, a good playoffs. The is end. Giancarlo Stanton the least intimidating slugger you've ever seen in your life in a in a, in a playoff series? In a play, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You, I definitely watch him and feel like he's going to strike out more than I feel like he's going to hit a home run, which is the opposite with a guy like Aaron Judge. That dude's clutch. Yes. Like you look at Aaron Judge, you're like, okay, that's the guy I don't want up in a big spot. And you have to compare the two. Obviously, same lineup, huge dudes, big power hitters in a way. Aaron Judge over Stanton a hundred times out of a hundred yeah. in a big and spot. Let me ask you something. I know we're, we'll get to this in a second. Give me the three guys in the playoffs right now that you would want up in a big spot the most. Okay. Of the four teams remaining right yes, now? Yes, in the final four. Um, I mean, I don't know how you don't make it all Astros after what we've seen. But no, there's, there's cases to be Alex made Alex Bregman them. would be one of my top three. Um, I mean, based on history, I, like he hasn't had a great playoff so far, but I don't know if he'd be my top three, but Lorenzo Cain is a name that comes to my mind as someone I would consider. He had a great year, and he's come, been clutch in the playoffs before. Okay. But um, I think, uh, look... Give me three. All right. Um, I'll go, and it's going to be a combination of guys I know I can trust in the playoffs versus just pure talent. You need a big You need a big hit, seventh, eighth, ninth yeah. inning. Alex Bregman um, is a definite for me. I'm going to say Mookie Betts, just base. He's played well, but also he's just, I think he's the best player left in the playoffs right now. Okay. At least at this particular moment the season he's having. Um, man. Tough not to pick a guy like there's so many good like Justin Turner's a guy who pops in my head. He's very high on the list. Correa has been so good in the playoffs last year and and playing well this year too. It's a really tough spot. I will go Mookie Bregman. I'll go Justin Turner. I think that guy's a big clutch hitter. Yes, he he's one of the he's one of the five best clutch hitters in the last decade. So you'd go Justin Turner too. I would be- say I would say Bregman, Yelich, Turner. And that's fair. Yelich, I thought of. I just the lack of postseason experience up till now kind of not that Mookie has a ton I just went Mookie over Yelich in a close one there um, but Correa sticks out too even though Correa's not a great season you, know, you didn't even mention Altuve I know which is crazy too I, I thought about it after and Springer like, and Springer well, well, Springer has to be there I'm sorry Springer's been amazing all that guy does in the playoffs is hit yeah. I don't know what to do he won the MVP of the World Series last year right wasn't yeah. it Springer all right, so Springer is in the top three. Springer's postseason numbers I'm gonna, are ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop bets out and make it Turner, Bregman, and Springer. But that's the, and that's the thing about this freaking Astros team. Are you serious right now? Like, look at all the names we just we just dropped in Turner. I'm sorry, we just dropped in Bregman, Correa, Altuve, and Springer, and it's like nothing. Like, really, man? So Springer, Springer batted. Uh, 429 in the ALDS. He's batting yeah. 333. So Spr- Springer's there. With a 600 OEP. He had three homers in the, in yes. the ALDS. So revised answer. George Springer first. <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's, he's amazing. He's man. like Ortiz. Um, I still, I, I just, if I if you ask me who the most important player on the Astros is, like I think Alex Bregman. I, it's Alex Bregman. I totally agree with you. I think he's the, I think he's the straw that stirs the drink. I, he makes it go. And he's a great defensive player. And there's just something about he's just got that whatever it is. He's that, Jeter. He's like Jeter. I was just about to say the Jeter thing. Like for some reason, he, when he's up in a big spot, even if it's not by his own fault, it just feels like someone's going to make an error or something. Like things just work out for Alex Bregman in big spots. It's really the guys. I hate that this is so like classic sports talky, but like the guy's a winner. He's a winner. He's the he's the most winnerish e player in baseball and a Jew. So I. <laughs> He is freaking love that guy. Oh yeah, Alex Bregman, member of the tribe, baby. He, he is such a prick. He's though. the new. He's our new <laughs> he Hebrew is, hammer, baby. He is such a prick. Yeah, he's doing it. He right. really is. Do you know who his uh, his uncle is? I mean, you won't know the name, but uh, it is. Uh, so his uncle is Larry Schechter. Do you know who Larry Schechter is? No. Larry Schechter is considered by many to be the greatest competitive fantasy baseball player of all time. He won the uh, Tout Wars, which is like the top experts league. He won it three years in a row. No one else even won it three times. He won it three years in a row. Alex Bregman's uncle is one of the greatest fantasy baseball players of all time. Well, you look Isn't at that, that random and fun? It's That's pretty crazy. It's so silly, but it's fun, you know? Pretty crazy. Um, all all right, right, back to the Phillies. All right, so players that I would trust on this Phillies team right now in a playoff series. Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Carlos Santana. Yes. Done it before. Wilson Ramos. Even though he probably won't be here, so it's like kind of probably pointless won't be here, to but talk I would. about him. I agree with you. It's This is stupid. It, 
I still think that Scott Kingery is a clutch, a clutch player. Hey, I'm I I look. I will be driving the people are underrating Scott Kingery bus. I we've said this many times. He's a 24 year old kid who came up to the majors and he jumped did. a level. I, like it, it's not surprising that he didn't that he struggled. Like let's be real here, folks. And he talked to Scott Lauber this week, and he did say that the contract affected his brain. Like it, it, it got in his head. You know, I say this all the time. It's one of my things. These people are human beings. They're not robots. You know, they, yeah. there there are things that affect human beings that might make them not be able to perform at the level we expect. Yeah, and maybe not as a starter, but. A late inning, guy off the bench, um, whether it's hitting or stealing a bag, I think Roman Quinn is a... Oh, he's is, a weapon. I think he's a player. I, I said that to you before, and that was kind of my argument for why I liked him coming off the bench, but just as a guy on a playoff roster, he does so many things for you. I like him a lot as a fourth outfielder. He's a, the perfect guy because he can pinch front for you. He can, he's a great fielder you can put out there. He can come up and get a hit in a big spice, a switch hitter. He fills all those types of roles that you're looking for in someone out of that utility off the bench type of role. Love Roman Quinn as a potential future playoff roster and, type guy. And when I close my eyes and envision what the Phillies are going to look like and hopefully next year when they make the playoffs or when they're really contending for a World Series, like I just see a cold night at Citizens Bank Park. Here comes Roman Quinn. Steals a bag with Davy Lopes as first base coach. Yeah, bring him I'm back. That. Bring Davy Lopes. We, I, I'm all for bringing Davy Lopes. I don't back. care if he's in a wheelchair. Get his ass. Yes. back to first base. He'll be yes, please. <laughs> I mean, he was amazing. It was unbelievable what that guy could do as a first base coach. They were ridiculous. Yes, everywhere he went, they turned into better. It's a Dodgers like everywhere he goes. They, he makes a difference. He's like a, one of the few coaches like that. You know, first base, third base coach. I know. I'm just saying, was one of the few coaches like that who actually makes a legitimate difference. Also. Like, Okay, sorry. A tan- no, I was going to say a tangible difference. Pitchers. Yes. In a, well, well, Nola, obviously. We've said series. a million times that that dude's um, like composure, the way he goes about his business, he was built for October games. Like, uh, I can't wait. I can't. That might be the thing I'm most excited about to see the Phillies in the playoffs is to see Aaron Nola take the hill in October. I don't think there's five pitchers in baseball I'd rather have in a big moment than Aaron Nola. I think he, and eventually he's going to get to the point where it's like, I think. I think Nola's never going to leave. Well, he might leave here eventually. Once you never Phillies. know. Baseball. But like, I just think you're going to look back at Nola, and it's going to be how you view like Lester now. Like Lester in a big game. Like that. Yep. Like you just kind of trust guys. A hundred percent, you do. And I think you're going to look at Nola as a guy you can trust in a, in, a, in a big time playoff series. Um, I would <laughs> uh, Pavetta, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, no brainer. Duh. Big game, Nick. Yeah, I mean, wild card Pavetta. Wild card Pavetta. Um. And I, I think Sir Anthony, I think obviously I think so too. Obviously he had a bad uh end to the season, but listen, he he was in single right. A earlier this year. There's just there's so many innings, so many high leverage spots. Like give the kid a chance. Like when you look at the numbers, especially he might be one of the best uh against right handed hitters in all of baseball right now already. I mean, he's a he's a weapon. And guys that are probably gonna be here, I like I like Arano in a big spot. I still don't trust Hector Neris in a big spot. Yeah, I don't either. Even though I, again, I think you sh- everyone should be really impressed with what Neris was. Yeah, the to do. second highest K for nine behind Josh Hader. Dude, he was awesome. <laughs> like he was legit. Josh Hader, I know, dude. And Josh Hader, that dude is for real. Actor <laughs> uh, Neris, like to go down to have as bad a, a first, you know, two months as he had, and have the blowups he had, and get sent down the minors, and come back and do what he did. I mean, that. I, I respected that. I was very impressed with what Hector Neris did this year, taking a diminished role, coming back. And, you know, he was really good when he came back. The guy has stuff. That's the thing with Neris. Like, the talent is there. It's just that stuff, especially yep. in the ninth inning, like we always talked about. But that's, I tell you what, having only it's not, five, it's maybe. It's not, not great. For Like, that's just I like not. Nick, for some reason, uh, Nick Williams feels like a playoff type guy to me. Like, it, maybe as a pinch hitter, an off the bench type guy, or as a fourth outfielder type guy, too. Yeah, I no. don't know why. Yeah, potentially. I don't know why, but he just feels that way to me. Maybe it's because he's such a good pinch hitter or whatever, but there just feels like something about him. But I agree with you. You can't count on any of it. Like, that's the problem. And that's where we're at. I mean, Alfaro, who knows? I love the upside. I love the talent. You're not trusting him in a playoff game right now. Oh, he's got a hole in his bat. I mean, yeah. Dude, dude, if you, all right. So he put him in a playoff series. If I could bet on him to strike out in the eighth inning of a game where you need a hit, bet my life on it. I I would bet everything. Uh, I would. We're going to, the perfect reliever, perfect matchup. I mean, like, can you imagine how far versus like Kenley Jansen? Yeah, I mean, come on. It's it's not. Well, he did hit a homer off Kenley Jansen. He did. But I'm saying in a big spot in a playoff (laughs) game. Not in the, not when they're losing by three in the ninth. No. Of a (laughs) game in, Mm-hmm. July. Meaningless. Yes. Or less meaningful for sure. Um, I'm with you, man. And uh, you know, it's a it's a worry. And look, 
it's so frustrating because you want to say you could trust Jake Arrieta in the playoffs, but after we, what we just saw this year, you can't trust him for anything, which is incredibly frustrating as well. What's so annoying about the the report that came out this week that the Diamondbacks are willing to shop everyone, um, even Goldschmidt, um, which how does left field sound, Paul? Um, He'd be great left field. Let's make this happen. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure he would. So, yeah, I'll play Paul Goldschmidt in freaking Whatever. right field center. I don't care. Catcher. As long as get that bat in my lineup. Yeah, exactly. He was a catcher way, 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 way back when. Goldie at third base. Um, <laughs> Why not? Um, uh, that's the frustrating part about the Arietta contract is that you can't go get Zach Granke. Yep. And I know Granke's old and he costs a, a shit ton of money, but he's I think a much better pitcher. Than I, think gonna, right now. I think he's going. I think he's age well. Like, he has aged well already. Like just into his early thirties, he's aged really well. And Arietta's fallen fallen off a cliff. Very. Clearly. And while while we were both excited that they signed Arietta, we were both like. Listen, this is still like there's bad trends here. Yes, we knew. We you all you had to do was look at the numbers, look at the production. Um, you hoped for it, and I think that it was as much waiting out the market and getting him on the deal they got him on, where it just seemed fair compared to what people expected for yeah. him to get. But yeah, and it I mean, also may have bought them Bryce Harper. It potentially. I mean, the Boris part of it, all that stuff matters. I mean, Hoskins that, now under uh, Boris. It, that's real. Like that stuff is real. I don't care what anyone says. I still believe, Harper for me. It's still Harper. Harper mm-hmm. is the guy I think they're going to end up with. It's going to be very interesting. He's leaving Washington. You know, I think we know that. I yeah. mean, the stuff he put out on Instagram at the end of the season. He's take a bite to everybody. I mean, like that's pretty pretty clear. Who knows? You never know if Washington swoops in and offers him the most money. Maybe he'll go back to Washington. But uh, I think I think I feel very good about the Phillies' chances to get Bryce Harper. Also, I just side note about the Washington Nationals. They gave away what is probably the best pitching prospect in the game, and Blake Trinan. For Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle. It's unbelievable. It's a terrible move. It, uh, uh, Blake Trainin is... Unbelievable. He's a witch. Thank God they get rid the of him. Pitching Ninja, if you're not following Pitching Ninja, you should be at Pitching Ninja. It Twitter. doesn't make sense how his ball moves. It, uh, dude, he calls him Blake the Witch Trainin, and it is the best nickname because it's... it's. I, I don't get... Like, you watch, you're like, how is that possible? How can you make a ball do that? 98 with sync. It's, uh, it's unreal. Like, he's like Brandon Webb on steroids. It's yeah. it's amazing. Um, So, yeah, that was a hell of a trade. That was a hell of a trade. <laughs> Billy Bean. Still got it. You still, still got, got it. it. Um, all right. So uh, that is a frustrating thought with this Phillies team, but um, that's why this offseason is so important. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's you why have it, to you you have to find guys that you can trust in a, in a in a playoff run and then in the playoffs, and you have to factor in culture. I think while the Phillies, I understood the moves they made on paper. They brought in guys that I and I, I hate to talk about chemistry because it's hard to quantify it, mm-hmm. but. The the Astros factor in culture when they're building their team. They factor other in, than Roberto Osuna, right, right, right. Yes, but they course. did before. I agree. It's a very you could see it. They had, so that team that won the World Series last year looked like they were having as much fun playing baseball as I've ever seen a team playing baseball. And they felt connected. Yep, they felt connected. They, and this Phillies team during the stretch run, it just didn't feel like they they liked each other, mm-hmm. and it felt like there was a disconnect there. Well, and I think part of that could be, and and even I think Clentag and Kapler admitted it too, but all these newer, older faces coming in kind of took away some of the youth and yep. the, all that type of stuff. And, these guys, that and that, that's what kind of hurt as well because these guys have won together all throughout the minor leagues. And that's with the Houston, right? I mean, that's the same thing with the guys like, you know, uh, uh, Correa and Bragman, all these guys, they all came up together. They all were together in the minor leagues. They all part of that same organization. And obviously it's it like it's hard to look at it objectively and be like, man, how can I keep playing Scott Kingery every day? And I understand that. But at the same time, like, I think we would have – Obviously, the reaction would have been like burn Citizens Bank to the ground if they didn't bring in anyone. Yep. But hindsight being twenty twenty, like I think they messed up. Probably the shouldn't have brought in anybody. Right, right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they could have brought in Wilson Ramos so that sure. so that Nat didn't have to play. Well, because Alfaro was ended up playing as much as he would have played. Anyway. And Ramos was always banged up. That was and, the point. I mean, Jorge Alfaro played as many games as he would have played whether they traded for Wilson Ramos or not. Correct. Yeah. And it's why I. It's why I kind of really like. I don't. I don't think this guy can play much anymore. I think he's, he's, he's kind of on his last leg. But I think culture wise, it'd be a really good addition, and that's Brett Gardner, and Ooh, as like a feisty Brett Gardner. I have long liked Brett Brett Gardner yeah. just from a just from a Way culture he goes about his business. Right. He's kind of like a like a, a poor man's Utley mm-hmm. from that scenario where you bring in a guy like that that helps change the culture, brings a level of professionalism yeah. to the team. It's like a fourth outfielder. Another guy we talked about like that and I don't I don't know if he's even going to keep playing. I think he does want to play another year or two, but in Adrian Beltre on a one-year deal, someone like that. And again, I think they have better designs for third base, but those types of guys, there are guys out there who and and it is the stuff, some of the stuff we did like about the Arietta signing when it happened too was the coming in and 
teaching young pitchers and helping you know show guys how to go about their business and all that. I think that's a valuable thing. I think that you you have to to change the culture and bring in supplemental pieces to help your young core. And right. there 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 are guys out there that I think are are guys that help the culture. And we will continue to uh, dive into all that as the off season goes. Jack and I continue to bring you some uh, some. Off-season action, pretty much. I'm more excited weekly. for the off-season. I, I can't I wait. Jack, Jack pesters me. He's like, "Are we recording today? Are we recording today? Like every day? It's great." I also wake up on a cold sweat if they don't every day thinking about them not signing Harper or Machado. Me too, man. Me too. I it's, can't, it's, I can't it's even terrifying. get into it. It's I don't terrifying. even think about it. I it's try not everything. To think about it. It's everything to me. Um, all right, Jack. Uh, we had the lovely Twitter sphere submit some questions for us. Some questions. And we again, got, we got we a lot will, of questions. So let's let's try and knock out as many as we can here. I originally said we were going to go for 10 minutes. We're already. And, <laughs> and we are 25 minutes in by the time we do the questions. That's so what happens. This we is what we do. We start talking and it happens. We, for those who can't tell, we really like doing this together. <laughs> All right. Lay some questions on me, Jack. All right. From uh, Robin at Reverse the Spin. Uh, will the Phillies consider using the opener to fill one or more of their rotation slots in 2019? I get they think they have six starters, but one or two would be more effective in the pen at this point. Uh, look, abs- uh, will they consider it? Absolutely. They considered it this year. Yeah. They, that This organization is going to look at all things like that and look for what it's worth on the macro scale. This opener thing has worked. I mean, you look at what the Tampa Bay Rays did. Kevin Cash should be the manager of the year. They just signed him through 2025 or whatever. I mean, he is amazing. But, I mean, that was a, a crappy, crappy group of guys that he had down there. And he found a way to beat 70 games over 500 or something crazy like that. Yep. Um, I think the opener is something that every team in baseball will at least look at and consider. Now, I will say... I hate the opener. Oh, who? Yeah, well, especially you. I mean, a, a, a pitcher is pitcher. A guy who likes to take the ball. Yes. And pitch. Go and big, be a horse. Yeah, I love being a horse. Being the guy that I, 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 I don't want to start think, crying. Uh, um, I don't want to start tearing up thinking about the bus rides home after a Fritz start. Uh, Just like being the guy with the lunch pail. Anyway, um, um, you literally carried a lunch pail around. It's very no, no, no. We'll get a lunch pail for the hardest working player. That I know it was a joke. No, but we literally you joke. actually gave the lunch pail out. Your team yeah. did. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. We got a lunch pail. That's great. That's because you're going to work. Uh, no, I get the lunch pail <laughs> reference. That's really funny. They actually went through with the lunch. Of course pail. you did. Anyway, um, the opener. I understand the opener, but like, I just. There's something about a postseason matchup where you have two horses going against Agreed. each other that obviously I don't think it's going to go away. Like that won't look, horses. It'll are horses. never go away. Horses are horses. The best pitchers in baseball are always going to be there and be starters. And that that I mean th- these guys are going to keep getting paid thirty million dollars a year to be starters. Like it's not going to completely go away. It's I just, just I just like seeing matchups and like. Like, I just like seeing yeah, like, two look, guys go at it. It didn't work out because Sale, like, clearly is not 100% himself. But, like, when you see Verlander Sale in a playoff game, you're like, yeah. Yep. Give me give me that. Yep. That's what I want. Mainline it in my veins. Let's roll. And so, obviously it won't you. happen every time. But, um, yeah. No, I, I think they're going to consider it. I also think that Philadelphia burned it. Not oh, my all God. People will. I don't think it would be well received them. here. Yeah. I think that's, I don't even, I think that's a, a lot. I'll never forget this. I was Luckily, talking. I don't think they care. So it's good. I was talking to Jim Jackson. Uh, after a game once, and he was like, "I was watching, I was watching MLB now. Brian Kenny was foaming at the mouth talking about <laughs> the opener. I'm sure he was. Brian, Brian Kenny Kenny's is everything. Nuts, man. Yeah, he see that's when that's when it goes too far. <laughs> yes, with the uh, yes. analytics. And I, that's another thing. Speaking of clubhouse culture, that is something that the, anal- the analytics people don't buy into. I agree, and I think it's a mistake. I think there's two things that I don't. I've always said that this and, and the closer and closer thing. I told we we're same page. I, I, you can't just throw anyone a closer. That's not the way it works. Again, they're human beings. I'm very with Completely you. Completely agree. Uh, all right, from Stephen Appleman at Snap One E, App One E. It's good work by on you there. Twitter. Um, it's very easy to digest Twitter handle. Which umpire is worse, Hernandez or West? It's like a Sophie's Choice right here. Can I just throw them both, fire them both in the sun? We should put Scott Barry. Yeah. In there. Here's the thing. I think. It's it's Joe West. It, that's what. Here's no, the, no 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 no. It's it's it's, it's Angel, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez. That's where. So Joe West is the one who most people think is, and he's like the cowboy Joe West. And everyone's like, oh, he's the worst. Angel Hernandez is the worst. Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire I've ever seen in my life. It is unbelievable. In, in, no 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 no. Is he worse than the umpire in the Levon Hernandez? Like ten strikeout game against the Indians in the '97 World Series, where he was calling. Oh, that was outrageous! I remember that vividly. <laughs> I don't remember the ump was, but in regard, Angel Hernandez is so bad. I mean, it's. Did you see? There was a stat. It was something like I can't remember the exact numbers. But it was something of like Angel Hernandez has had like. Tw- it, I'm, I'm making up the numbers, but the comparison is correct. It's somewhere in this range. It was something like he's had 25 or 29 of his first base 
uh, out safe calls when he was umping first base reviewed this year, and like twenty five of them were overturned. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He is so bad. And he caught a he caught a strike the other day that was it was like maybe well, a that foot was off the epically ground. bad performance. When, when, it was when, terrible. When there is a Yankees Red Sox game, and the number one thing being talked about is the umpire, that's when you know you fucked. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's bad. And but I, I gotta say, I did enjoy seeing Christian Vasquez pepper Joe West last oh, night. Oh, awesome! And <laughs> Joe West didn't even move. He just like gunned him. And he's like, "All right, I'll take that one off the chest." <laughs> no, Joe West is not a bad umpire. He's just the the umpire that makes the most pretty, about himself. He's a pretty bad umpire. He is bad, too. but he makes it about himself. And the he Armando also, Galarraga call is still the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Worse than um, uh, who's the guy? It was pitch? a perfect game. It was a that perfect wasn't him, game. though. That wasn't Joe West. I think that was Joe no, West. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't? Was, it was Are the guy sure? with the mustache. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was mustache guy. Well, who was the mustache guy? I know you're talking about. But that, that regardless, that was an, uh, Joyce, maybe? Anyway. Yeah. Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce. That's what I thought. Um, um, and I will never get over the, the, the umpire protest that Joe West tried, oh, to, yeah. <laughs> tried to put together oh, last yeah. year. Guys, yeah. guys, are, guys are comedian. Anyway, yeah. um, from uh, Michael J at MichaelMP3 on Twitter, is Quinn the starting center fielder opening day next year? It's a great question. Um, we talked a little bit about Oduble before the show. It's one of those spots where I don't. I, I think if you're betting money right now, probably. I, I guess like I, I think look, I think Gabe really likes Roman Quinn. I think so too. And again, we do too. But I I think he's a, at best uh, like he could be your starting center fielder. I don't think he it's stays healthy. Role. It's not his best role. But I don't know what you do with Oduble, Jack. He's got a great contract. Uh, you know, like. Selling him now seems like you're selling him at a, a very, very low point. Yes. Um, we still know there is talent there. There is upside. He's yep. still surprisingly young when you think about how long he's been here. 26. 27 or 26, 27, right in there. Um, so I this, of all the questions on the team right now, this might be the one that I struggle with the most because I still believe in his talent and I absolutely adore the contract. But man... The last four months of the season make it really hard to want to watch that guy on your team. To me, I think it's going to be a platoon. So, like, I think Quinn's going to get a, a lot of playing time. Platoon or a platoon? A platoon. A platoon. Platoon. I'm going to go platoon for now. <laughs> I think it's going to be a platoon um, between Quinn and Herrera because I don't think they want to sell Herrera completely short um, and and sell him completely at the lowest point. Um, and I also think they like Roman Quinn, but I also don't think they, I don't think they can commit to him being everyday center fielder because of the injury history. I agree. You just can't do it. It's not a smart thing to do because if you lose Quinn, then who's your center fielder? Yep. And again, the the options that he brings you off the bench too are just more. Also, also Mike Trout's going to be in center field, so it doesn't even matter. Talking about doesn't even matter. Um, from Von Kramer at Von Kramer on Twitter. Um, hi, <laughs> which is a weird way of saying. Hi, Von. <laughs> now, that, now that Machado has been called out for not hustling on the base pass, what do we want to spend money and add another non-hustle guy to the team? I feel like we need to add to it, add, add high-energy hustle guys to help bring the team up. Von, Von, let's move on here. I Listen, know, I, 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 yeah. Listen, Machado hit a laser. Give me Manny Machado, bro. All right, yeah, yeah, for the bomb. Uh, like, come on, man. Come on, man. And also playing really good defense in. Yeah, Los but I Angeles tell you what, well. man. I can't stand the one-handed. I hate that too. Because it's gonna, it's gonna it's come gonna back, come to, back bite to bite him. I agree. But still, looks better defensively. Um, and also we have to. And stop. Just stop it. Just stop it. Not saying Manny Machado because he doesn't hustle. Are you freaking kidding me? I know. I know. But. Also, we have to stop looking at public defensive metrics to, to judge Agree, defense. agree. You have to actually watch Watch the play. I, there, there is not a single defensive metric I trust implicitly. There just isn't. Uh, from Joe Cornick, you can sign just one of these guys to six years, $250 million contracts. Who are you signing? Uh, Machado, Harper, or Kershaw? Assuming six year, 250. So that's, Both of them, first of all. Yeah. Oh, first of all, you're not, I would not give Kershaw more than 150. Or I wouldn't give Kershaw more than three years. And he'll get more than that, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Or at I least with club options or something like that. He, even if he, he opts looks, out. He is not done. Obviously, he's still really a pitcher. But, like, I would be shocked if in three years he is a really good pitcher. And I don't want to keep playing. bringing back up Peyton Manning, but he kind of looks like Peyton Manning two years before. He lo- he looks different, man. He's not Clayton Kershaw. Like, Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in baseball now. He is. Right now, at this moment, Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in the sport. And if you're going to sign Clayton Kershaw... You have to be prepared for two months without exactly, and and again, it's not a guy you know is going to give you the best stuff in the playoffs. Like again, I believe that a lot of that is overblown and stuff, but we have enough evidence to say like it's not like he's like it's not like you're throwing John Smoltz out there in the playoffs where you know every single time he goes out there he's going to dominate. Like that's not who this guy is, which is crazy. And I tell you what, it really sucks um, 
that Jose Fernandez is no longer with us because <sighs> I would have so given many him levels. I would have given everything. him everything. Uh, a gamer, um, and and we were talking before just about like the Astros now they love playing like that was the thing I love most about Jose Fernandez was how much that guy just loved baseball. Would have been a free be agent. There. Yeah, anyway. would have been free if they had if they had Jose Fernandez, Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna. Good team. It's a really good team. JT Realmuto could have been. Um, 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 and so first off, I mean, six years, two fifty. I just, I think Machado and Harper are going to get closer to four hundred. So I think we should change this to four hundred. Okay, if you could choose one assigned to four hundred million dollar. Yeah, it's Harper. Harper. I don't totally trust May Machado's bat this I, year. I, I, Harper it was I, an outlier for yeah, Machado. and as we've discussed too, like for me, in the way I look at it, is one of those two guys has the ability to be the best player in baseball. Even with Mike Trout there, at least for a year. I mean, Mike yep. Trout is always going to be consistently the best in the sport, but Bryce Harper has already shown that he can be the single best player in baseball. Manny Machado can't do that. I go Harper. Uh, from John Barber uh, at Joba underscore talk on Twitter. Um, I just want to know the single thing we should be most excited for the Phillies heading into next season. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah. Bryce Harper. It's an easy one, man. Bryce Harper and the, the incoming Nick Pavetta, Mike Fulton ish. Run, he's about to go. Ooh, on. I like that. I like that call. That's actually, I mean, that's a great comp. I mean, the very, like, Fulty's more violent with the delivery, yeah. but it's a good comp. They, they, like, if you look at Fulton Nevich's um, last year before, obviously this year, it's very similar to Pavetta. The exact same. Yeah. And Pavetta also has a better uh, caper nine and doesn't walk as many people. He so. does not, yeah. I mean, that's the, when you look at the Pavetta stuff, you look at the, cape, the K rate, the caper nine, and the walks per nine. Like, any, if you take away the name and just look at those numbers, Anyone would be incredibly bullish about the future. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, from at Shane underscore Mead on Twitter. Uh, I, this, I think this is directed at me. Uh, I have to know ex- what exactly Aaron Altair has done to make you trust him ah, so much. Ah, Nick Pavetta. You think it's directed to you, really? <laughs> Nick Pavetta, I'm on board. No sell job needed. I agree with you. Aaron Altair plays like if Don Brown and John Mayberry Jr. made a baby. Uh, or made a baby, he'd be the byproduct. Whoa. Talent, sure, but can't put it together. Well, I will say, Shane, is that two years ago he did put it together, and this year he just didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, I just basically, first of all, I think his bat is faster than John Mayberry Jr.'s, and his bat is way faster than Don Brown's. He's also a way better defensive player than those two, um, and I think he has more stolen base upside. It's not that I trust him, and I don't like. If he's on the team next year, I'm not gonna be heartbroken about it. I just think someone's gonna take him. He's gonna you turn into a valuable player. You just believe in the talent. And look, he has, for what it's worth, he has shown it. And at also, the major most of level. it was just to have fun during yeah, the season. Yeah, look, you just—they're guys you like. They're guys you root for. It's not like Jack wouldn't trade Aaron Altair for, you know, Bryce Harper or something. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm. I was mostly being facetious with how much. Uh, before the season, I did love him. Right. Before but you're season, not an, look, you're not an idiot. If he bats 175 for two and a half months, you're willing to say, all right, he's he's not doing it right now. Also, I like that he's with me with Nick Favetta. Not yeah. many people are with me with the No, he, I, I think it's, he was just like, I'm all in. Let's roll, baby. Yeah. So that was, that was good stuff there, uh, Shane. From Kevin at Kevin88629 on Twitter. Ooh. International free agents like Japan or Cuba uh, are any good enough to keep an eye on possibly being on a Phillies radar to bring in. So, um, Cuba, they're not going to be able to sign because they don't have enough international money. Like Victor Victor was one of the guys. He's the number yep. one international prospect. He's the prospect, number one guy, yeah. And they won't be able to get him. Uh, they have shown interest in, uh, it's what, Yusai Kikuchi? I don't you know. Nailed I, that, I obviously man. don't know how to say you it. You totally nailed it. Exactly obviously don't know how to say it. it. But um, he is a left-handed pitcher who is viewed in the industry as a guy who could be a mid-rotation arm, which is interesting. The Phillies don't really have many guys that project to be mid-rotation arms until you get to Sixto and Medina. I think Pavetta could be, but that's just me. Um, I don't think they don't have any lefties either, for what it's worth. Correct. So uh, had a really good 2017, and the scouts were really bullish on him. And then 2018 supposedly had like, a little shoulder problem that that hampered him. But I would be in. Okay. I think he's, I think he'd be pretty good. I trust you there. You're more you're more international market savvy than love I love it. I, I I things you love that that question was asked. I love international love. slot money more than I do too. I'm trades. with you on the international slot money thing. I just don't know the the guys well. I know Victor Victor obviously because he's the number one guy, and and looks like he could be a real difference maker for a team. But, yeah. Um, yeah. From Tim Sickler at Timbo299. Uh, what prospect plays in the bigs for the Phils next year? Uh, you already said, I think Sixto is up at some point next year in the bullpen. Um, I think when you're looking at the – look, I think I – think, Sorry, I just thought of my take. Uh, oh, good. I'm excited for it. Um, 
Look, I think you'll see a few of them, uh, whether it says relievers or not. I think that, uh, you know, um, there's a chance Ranger Suarez is back up. You know, some of the guys we saw in Yel De Los Santos. I just don't know who of those guys is long-term answers and how the pitching staff is going to shake out. But um, I don't think there's anyone who you're looking at like we were last year with Kingery where you're like, oh, he's going to be a big well, part of the team next Hazley. year. Oh, Hazley. You think Hazley from, from the jump? I don't think I think he's gonna have a monster spring training, and then could it, and then halfway up the year at some point he'll come up or yeah, after yeah, yeah. Super Two or whatever. I could see it, and it also depends on how they they construct the outfield, obviously. But I could see it. He's I, his bat is is minus like obviously still has a little bit of growth to do with the power and stuff, but his bat for what it's worth is majorly ready. I would say or close to majorly ready. So I've been s- squatting on this take for about a week. Ooh. There is a there is a case to be made that Joey Manessis is the most important player in the Phillies organization. Whoa. Joey Manessa, this is from. I love undrafted free agents and seventh round picks and guys like Covington and Corey Clement sure. and guys who come out of nowhere and turn to absolute, who doesn't turn to stars or studs. Um, and they're like when I watch the Dodgers and they bring in Chris Taylor, they bring sure. in Max Muncie, Max Muncie yeah, they find these totally. guys off the scrap heap that turn into absolute stars. Yes, Joey Manessis for the Phillies has the capability to be the. Our version of Max Muncie or or Chris Taylor or one of those guys, and I don't know if he can only just play first base, but for me, finding finding under the radar talent and using analytics and the scouting to find a guy under the radar that can turn into a competent player on a championship or a good team is the single most important thing, most important sign to a healthy organization. And and Joey Manessis this year. Batted 311 with a 360 OBP, had 23 homers at AAA. Like those are some legit, legit numbers. Legit numbers. No I don't question. know if he can only play first base. I don't know if he can move around and and maybe help. Like Muncy played some second. He played some outfield. He outfield, played some first yeah. base. So there's and a they case. Have more versatility. I mean, Ta- Taylor could play so many positions. I mean, even having a guy like Belger can go from first to Correct. the outfield. Like they had a little more versatility. Correct. I think Manessas could be like that level good and for, that's exciting for, i like this this is a good take here for an, for an organization that has been has been lacking finding underrated studs like anyone can go sign jake arietta anyone can go sign carlos santana anyone can bring up needs to be it's it's a lot harder to go sign jose altuve yeah, it's, a it's a lot harder, harder to do f- those types it's of a lot things. harder to find a joey manessa yeah. so I just want to see what he looks like. I like this. I, I want to see a fun name to bring up here. Yeah. I, I like I, this. There's a case to be made that, for me at least, he's the most yeah. important player in the Phillies yeah, organization. I like it. That's a good one. <laughs> I try, That's a hell of a take. I like it. That's why, that's why we do this, Jack. Uh, for Matt Rappa. Add Matt Rappa on Twitter. 42 minutes in, by the way. Jack I and I care. were like, we're doing 30 minutes and we're out. I'm 17 minutes left on my meter. Never so. happens. There we go. All right. Well, we will not be here for 17 more minutes, <laughs> I don't think. But we'll see. Um, how much impact uh, would losing Dusty Wathen be if he gets the Rangers Zero. issue? Well, maybe. All right. I say this. Tiny I, little bit. I liked him at third base. I this did year. too. He did I a thought good he job. was aggressive. Zero is not fair, but like, it's not a massive loss. But it does. It does kind of stink because he came up with all the guys. That's why you like him. You like him because he knows all those kids and all that. Look, zero is not fair, but it's not something I'm. I'm losing sleep over. I liked him I'll at say. third base, coach. I will say that. Uh, from some guy, Joe Jiglio. Jiglio. Jig. It's a weird name. There's no. It's definitely not Giglio. That doesn't make any sense. No. Why? No. Why would that make any sense? Who's the free agent or trade candidate coming off of a down year? You want them to go after the most? It's a really good question. Um, as because we've really just talked about a lot of guys on the high end of things, the Machados, the Harpers, the Corbins, and whatnot. Yep. Who, who sticks out to you? Uh, Donaldson. If, I, oh, uh, Josh Donaldson. I would trade Franco and bring in Donaldson to be my third baseman next year if you strike out on Manny Machado. Because I don't think, until you until maybe next year when you get an Arenado or, or Rendon or one of those guys, like I just, I don't think Franco's a long-term piece. And I think if you trade him now, I think you're going to get either a prospect that can help you for a trout trade or a guy that, or you can trade him for, like Franco for Danny Duffy. Yeah, in a second, I would do that. Like take, minus, you know, Danny Duffy, another yeah. g- guy you don't love. But, I understand, but but yeah, like I'd take an upside shot on that. He had a bad year. I, I don't know why they wouldn't be willing to do that. A really affordable contract if he pitches anywhere near what he contract. did the last two years. Yes, and I think um, uh, his slider is obviously ridiculous. I think the. If, if like what 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 got Cole Hamels to be back to back Cole Hamels um, was the Cubs found his cutter and they said you need to throw this more. Mm-hmm. I think the Phillies analytics department and the analytics department they have put together would be able to look at Danny Duffy and say throw your slider more. And I think it would help to lead to a breakout. 
I, I mean, I like that name. I like the Danny Duffy name. Uh, Josh Donaldson, another name. Adrian Beltre is a name I mentioned before as yeah. that type of guy. He's Again, old. He's old, sure. Yeah, he's old. All right, that's what do you think I, about Andrew Miller? Well, that's where I was about to go. Uh, whether it's Andrew Miller or someone of that ilk, I'm looking for a middle reliever like that who can make a difference. And Andrew Miller certainly looks like he is past his prime. He's certainly past yes. what we saw f- uh, a few years ago in the playoffs where he was you know, the best pitcher in baseball for a stretch of time, the most important pitcher in baseball for a stretch of time. Uh, but that's the type of guy I'd take a shot on. And I think that, like, Joe, what was it, Jiglio? Jig, yeah, Jig- Jiglio. Joe Jiglio suggested. Um, that's the type of guy I'm looking at. And Andrew Miller, a guy who's coming off a, a down year, has had injuries. Um, really, the last two years has not been the same guy after that long October. But the type of weapon that guy can be. And, again, you have to, you know, evaluate and make sure he's healthy, all that type of stuff. But... Well, the way Terry Francona used him, I mean, again, four, two seasons ago, Andrew Miller was the most important pitcher in baseball for a stretch of time. Yeah. So I, that's the type of guy who at 30, 33, I would guess, somewhere in that range, 32, yep. 33, I would take a shot on a guy like that. Two years, 20 million, two years, 18 million, two years, 22 million, whatever it is in that range, a left-handed reliever, no less, too. That's the type of guy I'm looking for them to take a shot on to, to shore up that bullpen there's already talent in the pen, but there aren't those guys you can really count on in big spots as we saw this. Week. All right, and uh, trade guys I would think of. Um, I like going after Zach Godley or Robbie Ray. Both it, had down oh, years. Oh, because of the Diamondbacks kind of looking to move They want to blow it up, apparently. Yeah, and look, Robbie Ray is a perfect example of that guy, a guy who two, you know, two years ago had breakout-type season. Yep. was awesome and, uh, and just a disaster. And I already had my plan put together. We're going to trade for Archie Bradley. We're going to sign Andrew Miller, and we're going to have Andrew Miller, Archie Bradley, and Sir Anthony Dominguez in my bullpen next year. Very excited. For Very it. in on this. Uh, but Archie, I do Archie this did, thing. I Archie did have life. a bad uh, end of the season. He had like a five ERA in September. But like, I'm taking a shot on that arm. Yeah, I'm gonna time. I'm gonna throw one more trade guy out there. He's not coming off a bad year, but he's not gonna win the MVP. So I feel like that is a semi bad year for him. I think the Phillies should try and trade for this Mike Trout guy. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Right. <laughs> right. Are we sure? I mean, has, has he reached his peak? Uh, okay. From uh, Sixers Adam, this is going to be like a trade idea as well. Okay. Um, uh, would you trade for Sonny Gray? Rough last couple of years. Sure. I don't. I'm not a big Sonny Gray fan. I didn't. I never really liked him. Me but either. he was good in Oakland. There's talent. There is. He has stuff. He's it's just. He's a nibbler. He's a guy who just doesn't trust his stuff. It, it's one of those guys where look, and we we both really like what we've seen from Rick Granitz. That's one of the kind of few guys here we've really lauded all year long and felt good about. Um, I think that Sonny Gray is the type of guy where the talent is there. Like, why not? I'd take a shot on him. I, he can't cost that much. He couldn't even pitch in the playoffs for the Yankees. I mean, like, I, I think that there's upside. I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not a Sonny Gray guy. Every year in fantasy, I'm never in on him. He's never no. one of those guys I want. Just I don't trust him. But there is enough talent there, and I think the cost would be low enough that that's a, a guy I might take a shot on. Yeah, and he's your classic can't pitch in New York guy. Classic. I mean, he was good in Oakland, goes to New York. I mean, he seems like that kind of guy. It's those types of guys, the guys who don't trust their stuff. Like, imagine Vincent Velasquez pitching for the Yankees. I no. feel like it's a similar type of thing. And that Joe Giglio guy, he also put out Cesar Hernandez this guy for Sonny Gray. Leave us alone, huh? Mm-hmm. Is this no, Joe he, Giglio he tweeted category? this out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, kidding. Sonny Gray for Cesar Hernandez. Probably put Glaber at shortstop, put Caesar at second. Yeah. Um, if they don't sign Machado, it's an interesting one. Yeah, with DD getting hurt, how does that influence things as well? Or needing Tommy John? Um, I think Glaber is going to be a really good baseball player. Of course he is. He's already looking really good yeah. at a young age. But um, I don't know. I'd probably do it, but uh, like just because I don't, I don't look at Cesar as a long term piece for this team. I don't think that they should have traded him earlier. They should have traded him earlier. Now he's now he's getting expensive. His arbitration number. Yeah, his arbitration like eligible. Point. That's a problem. And you know, twenty seven years old, something like that. Like so, it's just like right there. Um, I'd probably do it, but I don't. Um, um, I would be okay if they turned that down too. I I don't feel strongly. From at Griffey Ti, um, what do the Phillies do with Kingery and Hernandez? To me, they're both second basemen. So do they keep just one, or do Same they keep question. playing Kingery out of position? I mean, I think. Look, it was interesting that Kapler said that that they view him as a shortstop right now. Um, I look. Some of this depends on what they do with Machado, if they trade Franco, all these types of things. But, um, by the way, you saying that they should trade Franco, I win. I love it. <laughs> I win. Um, yeah, I would. Um, 
I, I, I want Kingery long-term at second base. Yes. I think that's the position that makes the most sense for him. I think that's where he's his bat will play the best, all that type of stuff. Ultimately, I think Kingery is their second baseman, no matter what they view him as right now. And I think to have that happen eventually, Cesar is going to have to go. And finally, of course, got to end with this one. At Brosa Berardi, who would you rather have, Machado or Harper? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Made it clear. The correct answer. The correct answer is Bryce Harper. He's a better player. He had a better year. And that's the funny thing is when, when everyone was talking about trading for Machado at the deadline, stuff was like, oh, Harper's, Harper's hasn't been as good as Machado. Hey, guess what? Harper ended up being better than Machado. Yep. His second half was amazing. And it was like, oh, yeah, Bryce Harper. That dude's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I would go Harper again. Look, either, both, whatever, but Bryce Harper would certainly yes. be my choice. Fritzy, any final thoughts? Obviously, other than rate and review the podcast, it makes Jack so happy. Uh, go Astros and go Dodgers. I want Astros versus Dodgers in the World Series. A rematch, huh? Not only because I bet on it, but I want what's best for baseball, and I thoroughly enjoyed last year's playoffs. Although, I had to freaking go to bed last year during the playoffs. I missed that game five. Did you really? Yeah, because I had to get it from the morning show. Oh, no. Horrible. Oh, that was a that was one of the best. It's the best. Yeah, I know. One of the best games. Guess who was asleep for it? That's right. Me. Yes. I was asleep for well, it. Well, hopefully now you're you you and uh, some Joe Giglio type character on at night. So yes. you should be fine there. The only show uh, on WIP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my final thought will be: I agree with Jack, except Astros, Brewers. Nah. I'm just rooting for the Brewers. Brewers nah. never won a World Series. I like Milwaukee. Good people out. Also, Milwaukee. also, I'm just rooting for the Brewers. Can I ask you one trivia question? Yes, please. Uh, Bob Uecker has one career home run in his life. Who is it off of? Bob Uecker hit a career home run. I didn't even know that. I love, by the way, Uecker's the the best. Dynamite job at Monty. Um, uh, timing. Let me think who it could be because obviously it's someone relevant. If you're asking this question, I will say he hit his one career home run off of Vita Blue. Sandy Koufax. Oh, I said Sandy Koufax earlier. I should have stuck with it. Damn it. I should I should have known it was Sandy Kovac. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, Brandon Woodruff hits home run off Blake Kershaw. Who does not get? All right, uh, that's gonna do it. We will definitely be back again, Fritz. We said I said thirty minutes, fifty minutes. So <laughs> that's what we do, man. But it's for the diehards. It's for the awesome high ups listeners. We love you guys. So thank you for sticking with us. We'll keep the content coming your way. And again, rate and review the podcast. It makes Jack so happy. So for Jack Fritz, I'm James Seltzer. See you guys later.